Welcome to another episode of Studio Six Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hill, with my co-host, Shane Feek. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. So Tonight, we have a really good show. Uh, medium Valentina Marie is with us, and um, I was reading through her bio, and I was just, she's lived an amazing life, and I am I am really interested in getting into some of the things that, that has happened to her uh, in her lifetime. Um, she's also, she's been an actress, a model. Um, she's lived in lots of different places. She resides in Florida. Um, she's an, an active medium. So, yeah, without further ado, let's just get her on and let's get to talking to her. Hey! hey. Hello! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome. We really appreciate you coming on, Valentina. We, I, it's just been... You know, I've, I've filed, you know, some of your stuff on Facebook and stuff for a while now. And I just, I think that you, the work that you do with your mediumship is wonderful. You know, you, you help a lot of people. Thank you. So, so yeah. So for my audience who don't know, well, they should be under a rock if they don't know who you are, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about yourself and, you know, a little bit about you know, what you do now and, and we'll get into the story of your life, which is interesting. I read it on your bio and oh my gosh, I mean, that's just some of the things that <laughs> you, you lot. had going. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just go ahead and introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about what you do right now and go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, hi everyone listening. My name is Valentina and I go by the Danish medium. That's my moniker, I guess, because I'm not from New Jersey and I'm not from Long Island, so <laughs> I have to be my own. But yeah. oh, we have some notifications going on. All right, we'll ignore those. Yes, so I have lived all over the world. I'm originally from Copenhagen, Denmark, and um, I have literally lived all over. And now I live in Florida. I have been here for the past eight years and just have been literally, I, I didn't know how I was living before that in Los Angeles and um, didn't really know how the move was going to be. But my guides uh, told me to come here. It was between Austin, Texas and here. And all of a sudden I got this message, move to Florida. So I did, and I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. Did I make a mistake to move all the way across America? And um, within 10 days, people were calling me for readings, and my furniture had not even gotten here yet. People are sitting <laughs> on the floor. Oh, no. no furniture. And I was like, I think I'm going to be okay because, you know, people are already calling me. And now it's eight years in the making, and I have not stopped working. So... I'm really, I feel really blessed and it was a good move to come here and I'm just really happy to do what I do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. So, so, um, talk a little bit about, um, when you got started before you came over here and you were, you were, how long were you living in Europe? Um, okay. So Denmark about five or six years. Then I moved over to Switzerland. I went to school in Switzerland and then back home to Denmark for a bit. Wow. And then all the way to Point Barrow, Alaska with 4,000 Eskimos. Uh, I was pretty much the first brown person they'd ever seen, even, oh, wow. though, they, even though they are brown too. Yeah, right. Like, I'm a different brown. I don't know. <laughs> so so it, it was really culture shock, you know, and I got bullied and beat up in, in school almost every single day. Oh, no. Uh, 
it, it was really, really tough for me. And so finally, I just thought, well, let me learn the Inuit language. Let me wear their clothing. Let me learn the traditional native um, Alaskan dances. Mm -hmm. I did everything to just try to fit in because, you know, I thought, well, if you can't beat them, join them. I'm just trying not to get my butt kicked right, <laughs> right, right. school, you know, so I'm just trying to like, hey, I'm one of you. Right, right. It was really, really rough. And then when I graduated from high school, I stayed a little bit longer. And then I moved to uh, Santa Cruz, California, because I thought, let me just. And Santa Cruz was just something I had seen on somebody's T-shirt one time. No. <laughs> when I was vacationing in Hawaii and I just thought, I'm going to go to Santa Cruz because I saw it on somebody's T-shirt. <laughs> so that's how I ended up in Santa Cruz. And shortly after I got there, I had an argument with the person I was staying with and I ended up homeless on the streets. Oh, no. And oh, wow. Yeah, um, much to my mother's dismay because she couldn't find me anywhere because I was just like, I'm just trying to survive now. Yeah. And um, then I got in a, a another rock band um, and, you know, the rest took off from there. I got a job in a record store and sang in the band and mm -hmm. slowly got my life together. But, you know, it, it's I think there's those hardships that really, that's the time you really form who you are and... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure, I agree. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, that's where oh, yeah. the strength comes from in your life. So. Right. Oh, I totally agree. Um, so <clears throat> you were in California. Yeah. Um, so what was it that you were that you liked about California? What was it that you were just like, you know, I'm going to be here for a while, or you know, what was it? What kind of work did you? Because you re I real we realized that you were an actress for a little bit too. Yeah, so from Santa Cruz, that lasted about three and a half years. Then I broke up with my surfer boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you have to have one of those. No. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> girls. Uh, then I moved to Monterey, um, dated a bartender. And that was about two years. And that was when the traumatic brain injury happened from a freak fall that he oh, caused. No. And oh, that was when I ended up in the ER uh, with meningitis, starting to slip into a coma, dying. Um, so once I survived that, that was when the gifts really kicked in. And that was over 30 years ago. Oh, wow. So and but I wasn't ready for it because I was on my way to Los Angeles. I'm going to be a big star. I've got my cassette tape. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to pedal my cassette tape to A&M Records in Hollywood, you know, Uh so, so there was a lot going on um, during that time where I was just, okay, I survived. Now I'm going to go be a star in Hollywood. Ended up homeless again. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I know. This is starting to be a pattern. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, okay, I will deal with this. This time, at least I wasn't on the streets. I was actually living in the Motown building. I can say that uh -huh. now. Right, right. Out then. But I right. lived in the Motown building um, on Sunset and Vine. Mm -hmm. And I had to hide all my stuff every time everyone came to the office. I was like, no, I didn't sleep here on the sofa all night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wash myself with paper <clears throat> towels in the public toilet. That's not me. All right, right. But, um, you know, made it work, continued modeling, was very, very successful as a model. Um, still still wasn't using my gifts, was too busy, you know, just working and, and doing Hollywood. And 
then it really wasn't till 2010 when I ended up on the Queen Mary uh, during a convention and over 15 different ghosts came through and talked to me. And I was like, man, I'm a ghost magnet. Like, I really like oh, no. it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, they trust me. They're just sitting there talking to me. And then that was when I first saw my first apparition coming down the hallway. And after that, I was, like, hooked. I, I just, like, I got to do paranormals. <laughs> so right. I, I started my own paranormal team in, in L.A. And we went everywhere. Um, so you do investigations, too, then? Oh, absolutely. Oh, um, okay. Love them. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I do a lot. Miss them. Quite a few I miss too. them so much because I'm always here, you know, working from home. And I'm like, God, I've, I'll take anything dusty and haunted at this point. <laughs> right, right, That's right. Awesome. You right. Bit, you know? Yeah. So what, so that was in California. So what was one of your favorite places that you investigated? Well, my second home is really the Queen Mary. I've, I've been oh, yeah. Over yep. 40 times. I, I mean, I was almost staying there every month. You know, I just, mm -hmm. I became, once that happened with that convention and the ghost, I, I got this relationship going. I mean, I just, I just craved being there. Mm -hmm. And when I would walk onto the ship, I would just hear them say, she's here. You know, mm -hmm. and we had That's this cool. relationship. It, it was just like, I mean, every single room. And I always stayed a different room every time. I have a whole checklist and I'm like, okay, this room this time. And um, and right. it never disappoints. Something always happens somewhere. And it, it just, and even interacting with Jackie in the pool, pool area, you know, it just became my second home. And right before I moved here, I think I stayed a whole week at the Queen Mary because I was like, this is the last time I'm going to see the ship. <laughs> I'm my eyes out. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to go over on, you know, in Florida because this mm -hmm. was home. This was my ship. I mean, you can stay, right. you know, I mean, other places here in Florida, you can just visit and then they kick you out. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's like, you, this is your home. You can stay as long as you want on the Queen Mary. And so, right. It was heartbreaking. It truly was. I was like, this is the final visit after 10 years of going here, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that has a special place in my heart. And now they're back open again. And I'm like, okay, got to save my pennies to fly all the way over there again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so I, I think that I, I don't know the status of the Queen Mary now. Yeah. I'm not sure if somebody bought it and they're trying to restore it or what they're trying to do, but it needs to come back. I mean, it really, it's one of the uh, staples of, you know, for the paranormal in Absolutely. itself. I mean, it's yes. just been, now, have you seen any, um, somebody's asking, uh, have you seen oh. the ghost called Jackie on the Queen Mary? Yes. So Jackie, okay. I mean, I've heard of her and so I thought, well, let me go down to the pool. That's where she seems to stay. And so I had brought a Raggedy Ann doll. And I'd set it down and I was getting out, you know, the equipment and I had my recording and then I just got fed up because nothing happened, you know, and so mm -hmm. I just packed everything up. And when I checked the, the, the recording, you can clearly hear a girl whispering, let's grab her. Let's grab her. <laughs> At first I was like, oh my God, they were plotting to grab me. Oh no. <laughs> and then I looked at the picture I had taken and there's me and there's the doll. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, they wanted to grab the doll. 
Right, right, right. And I thought that's so cool. It was in real time. But then mm -hmm. I got sad because I mean, how are the little ghost hands going to grab a doll? <laughs> right, right, right. And I was like, oh. <clears throat> so she was there, obviously, and that EVP was remarkable. Um, right. So that was that was all I needed. So um, the other interactions have been um, the room service guy i saw at 3 a.m fully decked in 1940s clothing um which they don't even wear they wear a vest and it's very modern so that was the mm -hmm. first visual apparition and then i've had handprints on my sheets hangers rattling in the closet um one of the rooms i actually got scratched right after i i um brush my teeth which some people said well that's weird because the ghosts aren't normally like that but there were scratches hmm. on my arms so i don't know what happened that was a weird moment um mm -hmm. and then at, at door 13 or in that area i i took some photos and saw like a, a dark hulking shadow in the and then somebody when i was sitting down at by door 13 kept pulling on my shirt and, and touching. So there's always a lot, you know, the more I went, the more they just got so familiar with me that they just felt very mm -hmm. comfortable to interact. And right, right. Well, for being there for as much as you were, you know, they were, they were probably, you know, excited when you got there. Right? Yeah, both you know, of us yeah. were. <laughs> right, right. It's just a beautiful ship. I mean, they right. play 1930s and 40s music. You feel like you just transform. Oh, sure. and there was another time, because um, there's no smoking. In fact, I, I usually burn incense when I travel, and somebody knocked and said they were going to kick me out if I burned incense again. So I was very careful not to burn any incense or candles on the ship anymore. But right. one day I was in the hallway, and I'm like... I smell cigar smoke All and right. knowing that there's none of that allowed. I was like, Oh my God, I wonder if it's Winston Churchill walking through, you know, right, yeah, right. Sure. Exciting. but I mean that, and then there was another room, room M 001, which that room actually tried to kill me. Oh no. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but it's a very small <clears throat> room. And all of a sudden I woke up and at one o'clock past checkout, um, because I had passed out from diesel fumes and my eyes were watering and my lungs were like burning. And so I called the ship and, and they're like, you're supposed to check out. I said, I'm sorry, I passed out. The room tried to kill me. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, well, I'm going to the doctor now and I'm going to get a report. And um, I sent them the report. I said, you may have a lawsuit on your hands. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to sue the ship but right the, right the, the room had diesel smell so they actually flew in i mean they took it very seriously they flew in three engineers from ohio came in to check and they're like we have no fuel we have nothing running i said but i'm telling you that room tried to kill me <laughs> wrote it off um another time before i left they told me yeah there was a family staying there and three boys had that room to themselves and they left in the middle of the night with scratches all over them. I said, oh, wow. oh, I told you there's something very evil about that room. And it's a super small, weird room. It's not even fancy. It's gross. Right. But I just thought, let me just try this. Cause this is, you know, yeah, knock sure. knocking down the list. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, so I'm like, yeah, that is definitely the room that will kill people. <laughs> M zero zero one. If you guys want an experience, <laughs> that room will never, like, will never be rented out again. Not probably now. Yeah. Or be well, overbooked. 
it sounds like it, it sounds like I mean you were really totally into the paranormal back when you started out, you know. And I'm, I I guess I was guilty of not realizing how much paranormal you actually loved. Oh my and, god. And yeah, because you know when other mediums talk with other mediums, I mean it's it's kind of like that's kind of the focus, you know. And I did I guess I just never realized that you had all these experiences and I'm so there, I guess there was a reason why I have you on the show. You know, yeah. there are no coincidences. You know, so yeah. So having having talking to you about this, um, is there now talking a little bit about? I, I'm kind of felt need to ask you, or being led to ask you, um, talk a little bit about haunted Hollywood. Um, yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean it goes hand in hand. Um, my experience with Hollywood, I mean, obviously, I spent more time in front of the camera uh, versus, <laughs> you know, behind the REM pod or, or the gate. Right, right. I, I, I ran around a lot. And, mm -hmm. I mean, when I was in that state of mind for filming and modeling and shooting and acting, I, I wasn't really going, oh, this place feels haunted. This feels haunted. Right, yeah. right. After all that happened, then I was like, ooh. I'm the kind of person I'm so sensitive. I can drive by. I, I connect a lot with buildings, so yep. I can also connect and go. Something happened mm -hmm. in that house. There's a person that died there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> by driving by, I already know yeah. what 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 places. So, is uber sensitive. But I know that Hollywood definitely has. In fact, I I even tried to get the Houdini house for my team. Um. Because uh, I was really trying to get a lot of, I, I did do the Pasadena uh, catacombs mm -hmm. with a team, and I don't know. I think because it was still the the type of evening where people were going to clubs, and so you there's mm -hmm. a there's a hole right there where you can hear people walking by on the sidewalk. So if there's too much tainting of evidence, I just get right. pissed off and I pack up my right. stuff. I leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to sit here and, and try to figure out that's a cricket. Oh, that's a rat. You know, I'm done. Right. I need yeah. a pure place where I can get absolute evidence. And if there isn't, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> that makes right. sense. Right. I mean, it sounds yeah. snobby, but it's like, what's the point? You're going to have to sit and decipher what's, what's a human. Well, I have that same problem when I'm no? using my fancy equipment. If it's yeah. too many people, too much stuff, I'm like, nah, this isn't Out. working. <laughs> Out. Yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then we did, uh, my other favorite, absolute favorite place was, uh, it was a nine hour drive to up to Sacramento, but Preston Castle, which okay. is a boys reformatory. And uh, right as soon as I got there, this little ghost boy started following me around and poking me on the shoulder. <laughs> To the point where I was like, okay. Uh, and then I, I kept ignoring him until he started poking me so hard that I screamed out, ow! <laughs> and everybody like, what happened. I said, this little boy, he just keeps poking me. <laughs> and they're like, well, tell him to stop. I'm like, I don't really mind, but it just shocked me that he just wasn't right. doing this. Right, like, right, right. And right. Then, um, then I heard a whistle and um, ghost water dropped on my shoulder at another point. And then mm -hmm. I actually captured when we were doing the walkthrough before sunset, I captured a little blurry boy running across right in front of me oh, on, wow. on a photo. <clears throat> so really freaking good. So I was like, okay, I love this place. It doesn't disappoint. <laughs> right, go. right. You know, There's a lot of places in California. Uh, the Winchester House is another one that I would really like to go to. I've never been there. Me um, neither. 
my sister had an experience there uh, when she was younger, when she visited there. So it's kind of been on my bucket list. I was just at the Whaley House in San Diego. Ooh. Yeah. And that was in itself was really pretty cool. I mean, that was on my bucket list. So, yeah. yeah. That was, I mean, so there's some great places around in, in, Cal in California. But let's talk about some cool places in Florida where you live. I was afraid you were going to ask that. <laughs> oh, because I've been working so much for so many years that I honestly don't get. I mean, I do get out. I force myself to do road trips and explore. But um, I went to well, the most obviously famous and most obvious is St. Augustine. Mm -hmm. Sure. However, I've been there twice. Uh, I did go to that, uh, the fort, mm -hmm. and I, I, I went through the tour, nothing, came back at night. Some teens were sitting and drinking beer on the wall. So I was like, you know what? I can't work with these conditions. I'm out. Right. Right. And right. I stayed at the most haunted hotel. Nothing happened there. Um, so... Oh, yeah. And then I went to the lighthouse. Uh, it was daytime. So, of course, people are running up and down. And, right, and, right. You know, too much interference. Right. Nothing there. Um, Apalachicola supposedly has this haunted hotel. So I stayed there. Now, this is where it gets crazy because um, I went there with my husband and he's not a believer. He's a full on skeptic. So, okay. So he's, well, right when I walked up to the hotel, and it's a Victorian house that's, you know, been broken down into different rooms, the door opens by itself, mm -hmm. the main door to get in the lobby. And I thought, okay, this is kind of interesting. I'm not sure if it's paranormal, but it is weird that right when I walk up, the door just creaks open. Right. So the owner says, yeah, I don't really go I always like to look at rooms before I get a room. And so she goes, here, you take the key. I'm not going up there. <laughs> I thought, oh, no. This might be good. <laughs> right, right. You take the key. So I go up and I go, I beeline it to this room that's kind of like in an, a weird A-frame, like the ceiling yep. goes crooked, you know. He stays behind to look at old pictures in the hallway. So I thought, well, let me go check out the room. I'm the boss anyway, so I will go. Look. <laughs> and I go to the back of the room. There's this little dark corner with like a little creepy, you know, door. So I walk over there and all of a sudden I say, is this where you guys hide? Because suddenly I feel a little boy and a girl mm -hmm. um, as a medium. So I say, is this where you guys hide? And then I think nothing more of it. And I walk back to the hallway and my husband goes, oh, my God, did you hear that? I said, what? I was way in the back there. He goes, I swear, a little child just said, come and find me. <laughs> and I said, what? I just asked them if this is where you hide. Do you realize what just happened? Like, it's real. <laughs> you know? That's cool. He's like. I said, they were playing hide and seek in real time. He's like, what? You're joking. I said, no. So that was pretty cool. You know, two cool. things. And obviously that changed his belief. Right, right. I thought, wow, that was like, you know, two separate things. So that was really cool. Um, but that was the gist. I ended up not getting the room. I took a room with a jacuzzi and nothing happened so right right no, do you do you find going to let me ask you let me uh yeah. do you find going to a, a, a like a haunted location or someplace even if you're on vacation or whatever 
and like me, like I'm like you in that sense where you could drive by a building and say, yeah, I know that's haunted. I know that's haunted. I know, you know, that's yeah. always been that way with me. But um, when you go to a place, is it, is, do you think that the frequency often changes? Yes. And so it, the, so where it would be like somebody listening to a radio really loud at, at one day and then the next day you can barely hear it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like yes. the frequency. Does that make sense? Where it changes, and so that some of the some of the aspects of the haunting might not be as strong as you did say last week, or something. Be right, right. And 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 going back to the 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 Queen Mary, um, you know, I've always wanted to share it with people. I brought my son, I brought my mother, and I'm like, oh my god, stuff's gonna happen. Nothing happens. Oh no. I'm looking like a crazy person. I want to show (laughs) off my haunted place, and nothing happens. And I'm like. I started realizing that the ghosts like certain people mm-hmm. and ghosts are also very shy and I can right. feel them standing in the corner, but it's almost like, yeah, I'm not going to perform for you tonight. Right. You know, so they have their moments and, mm-hmm. and who they feel comfortable with just like regular living people do. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. So sometimes stuff is super active and sometimes absolutely nothing happens. And so, right. I think it's good to go to several, you know, the same place many times because you're going to get different results. Right. Right. And I think it's important to do repeat places rather than just go, oh, this place isn't haunted. I'm out. I'm going to the next place because you never know. I love to repeat. Yeah. A bad day, you know. Right. I think there's a lot of people and there's there's quite a few paranormal uh, teams right now that, you know, they they go to to one place and all of a sudden they, they don't get anything. And then, you know, they they don't go back to experience it, but then they say, Oh, it's, it's not haunted or it's not this or not that sometimes. Yeah. yeah like you said, you, you kind of have to go back a couple different times to get a full effect. I mean, if you go back 10 times and nothing happens, right. then you would yeah. probably, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm thinking, and um, didn't something like that happen to you, Shane, where you went to someplace a couple different times and. Oh yeah. I've had, I've had, things follow i've had strangenesses from like the Ferrar school you know there was weirdnesses there so yeah Yeah. it it definitely happens Mm -hmm. so you go ahead oh go ahead no go ahead good so so we've talked quite a bit about places let's let's talk a bit about about your gifts and your your mind and how it you know i mean what what type of medium tell us about your gifts how do you perceive the world Oh my god. Things like that. <laughs> Just how do I perceive the world? Uh because okay. I'm a psychic as a rock. I mean, literally, I have nothing. People say so like um I don't know, man. My my, my my instrument doesn't say there's anything here, so I don't know. Can't help you. <laughs> so I'm curious always to know when I talk to a medium, you know, what kind of medium are you? How do you how do you interact with the world? How does the world seem to you different maybe than a person would be if they're like me oh yeah okay so i have all the clairs um sure you guys mm-hmm. look them up um yep. it's also broken down into like a physical medium a spiritual medium um there's like four types of mediums sure. as well i'm all of the four as well as uh, i have telekinetic powers however i never know when those are going to get triggered and stuff just that sounds up. almost a little scary <laughs> it does because things might just start moving and you're not ready 
Well, it happens a lot. I don't know why it, do, it does it in the stores a lot, but things just start flying off the shelves. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're a poltergeist agent. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just like, I know I just did that. And, and the only time it was really weird was I was standing in a psychic um, fair in L.A., and I was going to buy this oil from this woman, and we're going back and forth, and she's waiting for internet for the, you know, the payment. And all of a sudden... A hundred feet up in the ceiling, this ring dislodges from a light and comes right down and cuts her on the shoulder. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, oh, shit. I know I did that. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so I felt so bad. I wasn't going to tell her. I, I'm pretty sure right, right. it could have fallen and bounced off the backboard behind her, but it hit her on the shoulder. I'm like, okay. I felt so bad. I'm like, let me get security. I'll watch your booth for you. Let me, let, you know, I felt yeah, like right, I was going right. above and beyond because I'm like, I don't want to tell her that my, my gifts and energy just like, because it was so random. It's like, really, you, you could have fallen right. anywhere, but you fall right there in front of me after. So I yep. was just like, gosh, I don't want to hurt people. And normally I don't. It's just things fly off the shelves. If I mm -hmm. wear glasses, my glasses will sometimes just break and the, the thing will pop out. Um, <laughs> so I, I just, again, you know, it happens so randomly that I don't really feel I need to sit and harness it or figure out how to work with it. Because I just, it's it's one of those weird, freaky things that I just let it be. And when it comes forward, it comes forward. Sure. Right, right. Uh, did you find it easier, did you find it easier to do your paranormal and being a medium and exploring? Or did those two come to meet yet when you were doing your paranormal stuff? No, I was heavy. I mean, I, I went out and spent like $3,000 on equipment. I had everything. <laughs> and then my friend's like, you don't need the equipment. I'm like, what are you talking about? I do, I do. And then, That's what I always say. Yeah. And then after a while, I'm like, let me just try. It might be fun to see what I pick up. And then we check it against the equipment. And then that became a thing. And now the equipment, like, honestly, I pulled it out last month and it was all corroded. Right, <laughs> right. Because I haven't changed the battery. I haven't used it in 10 years. And I'm like, well, that was a waste. But I never yeah. knew it was going to go that way. You know, sure. that mm -hmm. it was going to become the instrument that now I don't need anything. And I love picking up. I pick up so much more detail than, right. you know, a, a little light on a thing can. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love and I did uh, join a. A paranormal group out of Tampa that called me and needed me for a case. And then sometimes when people come, because people come for house cleansings to me and, and paranormal stuff. And then sometimes I include the team in there and I'm like, I've got a case here that's beyond mediumship. We need to go in. So there is a lot of uh, back and forth like that. But most of the time, the paranormal <laughs> cases turn out to be something that can be explained and it's not sure. that paranormal. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Much to my, I mean, I'm sure the, the owners are happy, but I'm a little bummed. <laughs> right. I really wanted your house to be haunted. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I understand. Right. Um, having, being able to do that is like being able to walk up to a building or an old house or, an old, you know, whatever. It, it's just, you just, all that stuff comes at you really fast, you know, and it's just yeah. kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if you get uh images when do you usually do you get images like beforehand like a couple days beforehand or like a week or because sometimes when i do my my stuff uh i'll get stuff the day before or yeah. right before i go to bed yeah and i'll get all these Im all these images and all this information and 
like the other night I had that happen and I was like, why am I getting? And it was rain. I was like a lot. And then I forgot that I was doing a virtual mediumship walk with, with another walkthrough with another paranormal group the next night after I got off work and I was like, okay, that makes sense. And it was right. a civil war place and it was all this. And so I'm like, why am I getting all these pictures of men in uniform? And, you know, and I was like, so when do you usually get your gifts? Re when do you receive them? Um, anywhere from the night before, usually the night before, because that's when mm -hmm. I'm really heavily focusing in on stuff. And, and then it's very instant. And so I like that more because then I know, okay, that pertains to that. But I mean, I get stuff when I'm showering, brushing my teeth, and that becomes complicated because it's like, oh, crap, who, who's this information for? Who did I just think about? What was I looking at? Right, you know, so right, I have right. to go back now and sure. figure out. Because again, you get so much information and, and if you're not right there with, you know, where does that go? Now you've got this dead information that you're just walking around with. And occasionally right. I put it on Facebook, like, does this apply to anyone? Because somebody was right. going on a plane and it's going to crash and and everybody starts panicking. It's like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Just try to think. Who's <laughs> going on a plane, you know, immediately. And, and there was a couple, I saw some visions and things, but Otherwise, I try to keep it to myself because I don't mm -hmm. want to create a panic, <laughs> you know? Right, right. I've learned that I've had to try to keep, if, if I'm supposed to, you know, kind of search or seek out something like this, usually the opportunity presents itself the next day or the next week. Yeah. And then once I meet the person, that image pops into my head immediately when I see them. And so I know, okay, that's for this person. Good. And so yeah. I automatically log it and then it's like a file cabinet. You know what I mean? And then if yeah. I see that person, and I may not see that person for a month, but I've had that happen where it's, it's been months and then I ran to this person and the first thing I, that I thought of was, oh, I remember that. That was a couple months ago when I had that. And then yeah. I would wow. ask that person and she would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. And so I know that there's some type of structure to it. Um, yeah, Shane, you probably wouldn't want to live in our brain for at least an hour. Well, I, I just want to go in and explore for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no. That, that's about there's, it. <laughs> there's too many. There's way too many doors. Because for me, I, I just walk around in the dark. You know, in the dark. You know, it's like I don't know if I can't see it, touch it, feel it, taste it, smell it. Yeah. I doesn't exist. But You're right. better off, I swear. Sometimes, because once <laughs> yeah. you, right, Jay? You know, it's yeah. like once you get this, it's like, oh my god, make it stop. Right, yeah, I would just right, like to yeah. know where to put my equipment. You know, yeah. Like, All right, where's the ghost sitting <laughs> yeah. right now? Right, Let me right, set yeah. my equipment right, right there. Right. Well, yeah, and that—that's one thing too. Is is that's a that's a newer thing, and I I put my services up there for paranormal teams that that need a, a medium but can't have them be right there in person. I do right. virtual. The virtual is just, just as good. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it was just, and when we were talking about energy frequencies and stuff like that, when I had done that um, virtual a uh, couple nights ago for an old uh, house in uh, Gettysburg, the energy kept shifting from room to room. And I, and I would tell them, place your equipment there. And then something would happen and nothing would happen. I'd say, okay, now it's time that you got it. This is where it's gone. You know, it's like wavelengths. And it was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. But hmm. for a paranormal person, for somebody who's investigating, who doesn't use gifts or have gifts, um, it would be helpful. Mediums are, are, are I'm, I'm telling you, are helpful. 
You know, yeah. I mean, it's not like we it's not like we know the whole answers. I mean, we don't know everything because it's almost like a puzzle that we have to put together. Exactly. It's a lot of little little tidbits of things, little pieces. And then we have to start putting them in there and formulate. I mean, nobody's 100 percent accurate, but right. it definitely adds to the equipment to, to get those mm-hmm. kind of sure. it's hot right. spot or a little more um, information, I think the usage of, of mediums with paranormal teams has definitely become, you know, more prevalent. I do too. I do yeah. too. Yeah. And I think that, you know, 10, 10, even 15 years ago, they probably wouldn't really even think too much about it. Right. You know, me, you know, meshing those two together. But now that they're meshed together, everybody's like, Oh, why didn't I do this before? Right. It wasn't you time. Know? I mean, it, right. Right. And everything is shifting and, you know, the time change and everything's just, the way the world is now, it's just things are just kind of backwards. Yeah, it's and messed weird. up. The world it is. Messed it up is. Right now. Everything is. Cool right <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, talk a little bit about. I, I read the story on your webpage, and uh, you were electrocuted. I know <laughs> that that one. <laughs> As if the brain injury wasn't bad enough. I mean, that's already bad luck and near death. Then um, it's such a freak. I don't know. Freak thing. Never. Nothing is ever normal for me. Nothing can ever. (laughs) Well, I have that. I'm not a medium. (laughs) You know, something or. uh, So, yeah, I was having sciatica pain. And so I went to uh, my chiropractor you know, to get the TENS unit where they put these little Mm -hmm. stickers and then they give you a little electric shock. So I wasn't feeling much. So he actually turned it up to a hundred, which is pretty much unheard of to put it that way. I'm I'm not feeling any electricity. So when it was time, you're supposed to turn it down in increments, not hundred to zero. Right. I guess he got lazy because nobody had ever had it that high, that it was a lot of increments to turn it down to. So when he got done, I was like, "Eh, it feels a little weird here back there. And he made some comment and then he just put a Band-Aid on and 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 kind of left. And so I left. I didn't think much about it. I was going to take a bath, but I decided to sit on the computer. I had one of those old school computers, you know, where you have a desktop and you yeah. have that oh, yeah. other box <laughs> on the floor. Right. Yeah, sure. yeah. So my knee accidentally touches the box on the floor. And suddenly it felt like a thousand bees inside my rib cage, all trying to get out at the same time. Oh my. And I'm like, this feels a little weird. And then I felt a weird sensation on my back and I, I went to touch it and it's wet. So I run into the toilet. I look in the mirror and there is a big round char mark right on my sciatic. Oh, all gooey. And I'm like, what just happened? Then I put it together being the scientific brainiac that I am and a little bit of a geek. I was like, I must've had that charge in my body from the chiropractor's office. And when my knee touched that, it must, because, you know, energy must come out where it goes in. Right. So the knee triggered all that electricity, which was what I was feeling. And then it shot out of my back. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And so it left a big burn mark, which is why now I have, I should have made a little electrical, <laughs> like a little charge tattoo. Right. I t- right. a little tattoo of a star because I needed something to cover this big round scar that had been oh, left. No. Oh, 
Right. And it looked really ugly. And I didn't really want a tattoo back there, but I'm like, I can't run around with a big circle on my back. So, mm -hmm. so that was, and then after that, I realized I would walk around and like street lamps would go off. Things would, 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 would blink. And also it's electricity right. would respond to me. So I was like, Oh my God, now I have something else wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it, it sounds like it's, it sounds like you just had a, a plethora of things in your life that just kind of triggered one thing after the other. Yeah. You know, um, do you know where you get your abilities from? I mean, what side of the family? Um, Nobody. You know, I, I wish I could say I come from Salem, a long line of witches or something, but right. th there is no, both of my parents were doctors. And so um, nobody was really that frame of mind. However, there was a weird incident where, because I lived in a very, very big Victorian house uh, back home in Denmark. And all, I don't know how it came about, but all of a sudden my mother was, you know, when grandma and grandpa went out, one day I went down to the living room and all the chairs were stacked on top of the table. <laughs> I was like, why, why didn't you tell me this before? Our house was haunted. <laughs> like, that was so cool. You know, she was like, yeah, I was freaked out. You know? So it, it, it seems like there was stuff going on at my house, you know, growing up. I, I never noticed it, but my mother did and hearing from my mother, but I mean, she believed in that stuff, but you know, UFOs, Bigfoot, everything like that. But right. I mean, she sure. had no gifts, but I, I think my mother, because my mother and I were so close, if I had a headache, like I would call her and she's like, I've got a headache. I go, I've got a headache. You know, so we were just like twins. Right. 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 So I think, you know, she would feel when I was sad, but that was the only, that's not really a gift. That was just an extreme bond. Right. So you right. said that after your brain injury, that's when most of it started. Yes. And finally, mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't computers back then in 1990. Uh, so it wasn't till years later, I was able to finally sit and Google because I lost all sense of, um, temperature, pain. I couldn't feel pain anymore. I could hear wires inside walls. I mean, my hearing, everything became so hypersensitive Right. Yeah. that I was just like, what happened? Nobody ever really sat me down and explained what happened to me when I, they were just concerned I was almost dying and I had meningitis, but yeah. my brain got infected and inflamed. And, you know, so when I finally sat and, and, and looked at the hypothalamus and everything back there at the base of the skull that was affected when I slammed. And then I, of course, when you slam the back, your brain bounces into the front and I oh, had yeah. frontal lobe damage and then the pineal gland. Hmm. I was like, ah, oh, this all makes <clears throat> sense now why this suddenly came. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. How long did it take you to fully recover from that? I mean, where you were, where, where things weren't so chaotic, you know what I mean? Two years. Really? Wow. Two years of, um, I mean, I could not feel pain. So I would step out of the shower completely red from scalding hot water. I couldn't feel temperature. I, I would be cutting food and I would look and there's blood all over the cutting board because I cut my finger. I didn't even feel it. Wow. Right. So, That's you know, and, and then if I, I couldn't chew, I couldn't swallow. So I got down to 108 pounds. Oh, wow. Um, super, super skinny because I just, I was afraid to eat out of fear of choking because I could mm -hmm. not 
heel chewing. And so, right. I mean, it altered my life. My mother was dragging me around to every doctor. They couldn't find anything wrong. So finally, I just learned to live with, you know, these these lack sure. of sensations and things. And it was really, really difficult, but it altered my my whole life. And and so finally, I was just so fed up. I thought, I'll just deal with it. I, I can't feel pain. I can't feel heat. I can't feel anything. Um, and then I can overhear things. And, and that's how my life was just going to be. And then right. a few things after two years came back, the, the, the taste and the swallowing and the hearing never, never was normal again and i can't regulate temperature and so a few things came back but a lot of things never did and i had to just alter my life to live like that <laughs> right sure. right well that's just that's a an att uh, just a, a incredible you know confession to be able to you know talk about all that you know i mean even going through all that in that instance and, and what she had to change and the things you had to change your life and i just and kudos to you. I mean, that's, yeah, you've done it, good. It, you know, yeah, that, that's, uh, it takes some strength, you know, you. and uh, that, that, that is very, very awesome that you are able to overcome that. Um, so speaking of, uh, a little bit more on, on your gifts and, and when you overcame after two years of this tragic event, and then you had to alter your life, what was the first thing that you really wanted to get into after you realized that some of the stuff was coming back and, this is what I want to do now. And, you know, when did you realize that that moment came when I want to do this? This is my life. This is what I want to do. I want to help people. I want to, you know, give them readings. I want to, you know, reach out to them and, you know, reach out to their loved ones. When was that moment more prevalent for you? Uh, so the moment came, you know, I was starting to get into the paranormal in, in 2010. I was like, this is kind of fun. Oh, the ghosts like me. They want to chat with me. It wasn't, I started doing it really um, in about 2014. I got a little more serious with it. I was doing readings. My parents knew what I was doing. And I say that because I started doing it just randomly to see if I had any gifts and, and did all these readings for all these mm -hmm. people. And I remember my mom saying, you know, dad and I are so proud of you and what you're doing. And I was like, wow. And I didn't realize how significant that would be until two months later. I lost both of them within two weeks of oh, each wow. other. Oh. And I remember thinking, wow, I'm so glad that they passed knowing what I did. Like, what if I had started this later and they would never know? Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I was trying to find positive in the fact that I lost the thing that meant the most to me in my life, my whole world. But then I started realizing, you know what, I have so much pain from losing my mother because we were just, like I said, twins. Right. That I was like, you know what, I think I have to help other people remove mm -hmm. their pain. That's the only thing that's going to really, because nobody can take my pain away. But right. I help other people indirectly that is healing me in its mm -hmm. own way. So that's when I became obsessed with helping people. And then with that, my mother uh, helps me on all the readings. So we have found a way to be together again mm -hmm. and work uh, every day. We work together. So, uh, you know, so it was very profound, but it was at that moment. I'm like, I know now what I'm supposed to do. 
Mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. I, I've had these gifts for so long, but I just did not want them. I really didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can, re yeah. I can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I ran for mine. So <laughs> it, it's just like, and, and it's just like the, the, the saying goes when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Yeah. That's so true. Mm -hmm. You know, and finally, I sat down one day under the stars and I said, you know what? I get it. I get this whole journey, my brain injury, my parents passing. I am ready. Teach me. And then it all just flooded like crazy. And and it mm -hmm. was overwhelming for many months of just nonstop awakening and, you know, getting all this information. And then it calmed down and I was like, oh, oh that was a lot. <laughs> it, it's like, like that scene in the matrix where you know everything is just flying by you really right right yeah, right. yeah. And you're like oh my god ass is like i don't want this after all in the middle of all <laughs> yeah. that see i want to try it for a month at least oh my god yeah it's crazy it is but then it does calm down that's it the does. thing it does like the waves go down and then it's like oh whew, i made it and right. now I'm okay and everything's leveled out. I even know how to turn it on and off, which is a wonderful right. thing to know how to do. <laughs> right, right. Then I can have some of my own thoughts and, you know. So, yeah, now it's everything's balanced out and I don't work as much because I'm trying to have a nice balance of mm -hmm. work and play because it's mostly work and, and like 10% play. So right, now right. I, I kind of done this here and it's like more V time. <laughs> Right, right. So t take us through a, a day in the life of Valentina. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, anything goes. Uh, I try to go to bed at a decent hour and then get up early. Uh, really, before my clients come, it's very important that I get everything done, errands, you know, whether it's on the phone, computer. I have to have everything clear that involves me so that I can have 100% focus on my client and not right, be sitting right. there going, did I mail that? You know, I, yeah, I, have, I, understand. I need to be fair to them. So, and, and there's days where I'm sick and just too uh, tired and I have to reschedule because uh, I, I've learned also that I'm, I'm also a long COVID survivor. So now I have long COVID disease and um, there's good days and bad days. And when there's good days, I, the week is full of clients and I, I mm -hmm. work my butt off. And when I suddenly feel it coming on and I'm having trouble breathing, I have to, you know, reschedule and, and clear out my week. So and, and then I go work out and I take spinning classes. There's a lot of errands. I walk my dog. Um, you know, there's a lot going on because I, I also have a, a, I'm also a minister and I own another business. So I own two other businesses that I, I have to constantly. So there's a lot. I mean, my, 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 my life is like nonstop. So much <laughs> comes up. Like it's just, it, it sounds like it. It's a circus. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I wake up and I'm like, woo, it's Monday. Yeah. And then, by noon, some weird thing has happened or somebody's called me, they need an emergency reading or the tires flat or, you know, I mean, I just never know. Like I, I have the best attitude and by the afternoon, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> right, I've lost right. control of my life. It's like, right, a right. so it's, it's very random, but I kind of like the chaos of my life because um, I can handle it. <laughs> Right. I don't think anyone else can handle my life. It, it keeps it keeps you busy. That's for it sure. Does. It keeps me on my toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 
and nowadays, I mean, it's, if, if it's keeping on your toes, then there's also, it's good, it's a good distraction, you know, I mean. I like busyness. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I would rather have that than, I'd rather have chaos than sitting and being bored out of my skull. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so you, you said you had a, another business. Is there something else that you would like to share? Oh, well, I mean, I sell gemstone jewelries online. And then uh, I'm also, I decided after surviving COVID, I kind of went into like, I'm unstoppable. So <laughs> I decided to become an ordained minister and do weddings. <laughs> wow. Uh, very random, I know. But I, I like to just sometimes have little extra things uh, just to see if I can do it. And mm -hmm. I did a wedding uh, on two 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 uh so, oh that's awesome yeah and so i was like it was just the best it was on the beach and oh my god it was so i was a little bit nervous because it was my first wedding but i just like just be be yourself and i was and i made people laugh and and the bride and groom loved it and i was like ah i did my first wedding it's so cool <laughs> so do you right, study right. numerology no no okay <laughs> <laughs> I just know I should mention because, you know, I, I'm one of those people that some randomly always see like 11, 11, 1, 11. Just yeah. you glance at the clock and it's like, oh, it's 11, 11. Yeah, I, I see those every day. That's <laughs> I not do numerology. Too. That's more just like angel numbers. That's like a right. sign from the universe. Numerology is that thing where you have to do your birthday and then minus yeah. something and plus something. And then you yep. get right, 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 number. Right, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I see numbers all the time, every day. Yeah, I mean, numbers it, are good. Been, you know. But uh, so you, you said your husband is a skeptic. Is he more of a believer now or does he does he revert back to being? Yeah, I don't believe that. When he met me, I thought, oh, dear God, I got to tell him I'm a medium. <laughs> oh, no. He might leave. Um, I was like, well, I got to tell you, I'm a medium. I'm a psychic. He's like, oh, yeah, OK, whatever. And. <laughs> now we talk about it he goes yeah i didn't really quite believe you but he's heard enough of all the stories and seen the evidence sure that he's like holy cow you're the real deal i'm like well thank you <laughs> uh, so i didn't know i really had to prove myself to you. <laughs> you should just trust me <laughs> yeah right right but you know i get it. it it is it is unusual to have a spouse that's a psychic and um it is i mean it's not for everyone <laughs> it's yeah. it's difficult you can't get away with anything no, well, that's no. the other thing. I'll be like, I said, I know where you went. He's like, how did you know that? You know, or I'll buy him something. And he's like, I was just going to buy that for myself. I'm like, who are you married to? Right. right <laughs> yeah. He right, just got yeah. a new job. And by the time he left his interview, I texted him and I said, congratulations, you got the job. He goes, I just left. I go, congratulations. Two hours later, he's like, I got the job. I go, who are you married to? <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. it is fun, you know, but I, he's like, I try to stay out of, you know, his mind. I, I don't read everything. Right, right, right. I mean, people, my friends know they can't lie to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I do the same for my wife. I don't, she right. doesn't, she's not a believer in any of it. I'm not sure either. I'd want to enter a woman's you know. mind. Yeah. <laughs> the things that go on in there probably can't be we are psycho no yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't my wife probably is <laughs> and, and she's probably sitting there watching you do this podcast oh yeah she's somewhere near i'm sure it's like delete block <laughs> yeah right in your own house shane that's pretty i know <laughs> but yeah yeah so i mean having a loved one that's 
that, that's either a believer or not a believer, you know, it, it provides its own challenges. You know, I mean, if you've got somebody who, you know, believes or doesn't believe or whatever, you know, it's just, it is what it is, you know, but right. it depends the person that you're married to. I mean, I, I knew who I was supposed to be married to, yeah. you know, and that, that was a given. And, Aww. you know, so my wife is on her own path, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's not my job. Right. To, you know what I mean? So I just kind of let it, you know, be the way it is, but <laughs> there's, there's other people, there's other people that I know that are paranormal husband and wife and they, you know, they, that's all they do. And right. that's, yeah, we do a lot of investigations together, yeah. my wife and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do that. I'm like, right, right. Drop me off there. I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, no. Right, right. So, um, before we go, let's talk a little bit about one more um, investigation that you were on that actually oh. meant the most to you. Oh. Well, I guess I have to go back to the Preston Castle one because, you know, we had that place for like 10 hours. And mm-hmm. just because of the interaction, well, and I forgot to, to, to there was another um, spirit box session upstairs after the whistle, which, which kind of did something to me because all of a sudden I heard this woman's voice come through and say, stop it. Mm-hmm. And I say, you hear me saying, are they hurting? Are they hurting you? And a man's voice goes, not hurting her. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? Like, I felt like I was talking to them just on the other side of this wall and I wanted to help them. And I felt this woman was being held back or something. And then this guy steps in and lies and says, not hurting her. You know, I, I, I could feel the, the need to help these people. And I remember leaving feeling like wow I I just I wanted to help so bad and I couldn't and the frustration of not being able to help because they have their own thing going on over there you know sure right now it's like god this is the first time I have felt so helpless I was unable to help this woman and I could hear it she was like stop it I mean the way she said it it was like somebody was doing something to her and I, I didn't like it I didn't like being that helpless Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm, and that that probably touched me the most was like i can help people in this world walking around but i could not help this person i didn't like that you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now have you ever ran into that before or just no, that one time just that one time you know oh, okay. i mean usually when okay. when people are talking through the spirit box or interacting it, it, it's it's very delightful and i can hear the joy in their voice but this was this was the first time i was like ah what does one do in a situation like that? Just let, just go home and go to sleep and let them deal with it. I mean, I guess you kind of have not much you can do. No, right. it's like, yeah. it's not my battle, yeah. you know, it, it's right, that right. thing. It's like, all right, but there's time. I mean, any interaction with, with ghosts and things, I don't, I can't just like lay down and crash and go to sleep. I am up for hours walking around, pondering over things, you mm-hmm. know, it really affects me a lot it, it mm-hmm. really does mm-hmm. and and i just go over things and and you know it, it it isn't just all right another case back to sleep you know it really like all the cases sit with me and touch me in some way so yeah. no, and, and that yeah that's good that they they do you know what i mean yeah. it's it's a lot of a lot of uh there's people that that do this and, and go investigate and everything and then they can go home and go to sleep you know right. they can you know um 
but I guess in that aspect of, of helping, my motto has always been, I, I like to help the living as well as the dead, you know, and that is, you know, speaks volumes to wanting to help somebody, you know, like you said, I can help people on this side, you know, right. but I, I, when you couldn't help the person on the other side, and I've ran into that a little bit before, um, but helping somebody cross over because this woman was really mad or upset for something the man did. But I don't think I've ever experienced that where I felt helpless, but I always revisit it. You know, I would go back and revisit it. Right. So, so, but because of the fact that it was 10 minutes from my house, I could revisit this old building and, you know, sure. kind of work on somebody. Oh, so I see you have a little friend there. Yeah. Bring your pet to work day. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. And you have your cat. See, I don't have my cats are upstairs and they wouldn't be happy. If my they cats were on are TV. always on the show because they won't leave me alone. Right. <laughs> I think there's been a couple of times where we've had guests that have had cats and, you know, yep. blocked the shot and so to speak, you know, but gotta love animals, you know. Yeah. So, yes. but yeah. So, um, we're about ready to get ready to uh, wrap up. So if you want to kind of, uh, you know, talk about your website, you know, uh, share your website or you tell people can find you. Oh, and, yeah. How they can find you. And yeah. Et cetera, yeah. Yes. I'm on Jay's friend, friend list on Facebook. You can find me there. Uh, Psychic Medium Valentina on Facebook, uh, the, the public page. Uh, Instagram as Valentina, the Danish medium. And then you can just look at uh, my website is psychicmediumvalentina.com. I do uh, in person, I do uh, video readings or texted readings. So, and those work all just as well. But you can uh, go there, uh, the rates are there, and you can book there if you want or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yes, so this was. This was really awesome and so fun. Yes, this, this, was, very, this was this was this was very fun. Yeah, Long I mean, time in the yeah, making. Really yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been fantastic talking with you, and I, you know, I, I can't yeah, say this great. enough to to you know thank you for being on. And your story is still amazing, and all the stuff that you've overcome is you know isn't just awesome and that. Your strength is, is right there. And I see Thank that. You. Well, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I'm constantly being tested. It's like, God, oh, you're, you're still trying to take me down. It's like, no. That's right, karma. Right, right. Devil yeah. is not going to get me. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, this has been a great, great show. And uh, we have a have a special show tomorrow night, um, Monday at 6. And then we have another one next Sunday at 7. So. Hopefully everybody will tune in for that show. We want to thank uh, Valentina again, and I want to thank Shane. Yep. And I want to say have a fantastic Sunday.